Hello, and welcome to Wide Open Spaces with Elise, a podcast. This is episode number 107, Empty Nester Syndrome. You can listen to this podcast anywhere you love listening to your favorite podcast. Check me out at wideopenspaceswithelise.com. Elise is spelled I-L-I-S-E. Now let's pop in your earbuds and let's take a ride together. Thank you so much for joining me today. I want to start out a little bit on a sad note. And because this is a mental health podcast, I read this morning that um, the singer Aaron Carter, they had come up with a reason for his cause of death. And it was that he drowned in a bathtub from using too much sedatives and inhaling from the cans. And it made me really sad. I mean, you knew that there was probably a mental health aspect to the reason why he passed away at such a young age. But it just really rings home when you do know someone who's suffering from mental illness, how scary it can be, how unpredictable it can be. And obviously it wasn't something that he meant to do. They said he had so much sedatives in his system that he fell asleep and he drowned. So I just wanted on that note, because it is a mental health podcast, if you know anybody who's struggling, call the suicide hotlines. If you know someone has an addiction, maybe it's time to seek professional help for them. Maybe they need admittance into a hospital for detoxing. Whatever it is, reach out to those loved ones if you feel that they may be struggling. Okay, let's move on from that sad note. The podcast is called Empty Nester Syndrome. Gosh, when I always heard that years ago, I felt like that's for old people. Guess what? I'm that old person. And I don't feel old. I was just telling my daughter and her friends yesterday that my body may be changing, but I still feel like I'm 26 in my head. So the fact that the term empty nester is coming into my orbit just kind of blows my mind. And there are a lot of ways that we feel empty in life. Being an empty nester, suffering loss or grief, a breakup, a loss of a job. When we've been doing something or been in a relationship for such a long time, your life revolves around it. What you do when you wake up and the first thing in the morning, From every little thing you do throughout the day to the time you rest your head on the pillow revolves around those things, your children, a relationship, your job, your parents, your siblings. It all revolves, school revolves around it. And when those things are no longer there, there becomes an empty feeling. And that empty feeling is a feeling of not knowing what to do next, or where to go next, or how to proceed forward with your life. And I remember when my first child went off to college. They're seven years apart, so it's been a long time. And I remember how sad I was. And I cried for a couple months just because her room was empty, the house wasn't as noisy, And just things changed. I didn't have to take her and do things with her 
anymore because she was six hours away from home. And when she came to visit, well, that was just about spoiling her. It wasn't about the normal daily routines. And I always thought to myself, well, I still have my younger one. They're seven years apart. Eek. It's her turn to graduate next month. And so I will definitely be the term an empty nester. And in other podcasts, I talk about how to cope with the emptiness of breakups and loss. But I'm going to take you on a journey with me. And if you're not an empty nester, that's okay. It doesn't mean you can't listen to this podcast. It doesn't mean that, oh, I can't relate to that because I'm only 30 years old and not even in a relationship. Because you can transpose it and utilize the techniques that I talk about and the feelings that I might be going through. And you can utilize them to whatever may be making you feel empty if you're going through some form of emptiness. So don't just turn it off and say, I'm not an empty nester, or maybe you're getting there in a few years and this can be a great way for you to kind of put plans in place. And because I had the thought process of, when she started her freshman year in high school, I literally started going, okay, I have this many more years. And then every year she would move on to the next and okay. And then we had COVID, but that year and a half that she was home online and gosh, that really changed everything because I saw her even more. And it was hard when she went back to school. So imagine that she won't be coming home from school every day because she'll be going home to her dormitory. And so being an empty nester, what does it really, what does it really, really entail? I mean, what do we go through? What do we experience? And so, of course, there's the feeling of loss. There's a fear of an inability to do the things that you used to do. There's a difficulty of adjusting to your new role in life. And the biggest one, I think, is changing your parental relationship with your child, who more than likely is 18 years old or about to be 18 years old, going to college. So now they're, quote unquote, a legal adult. (laughs) Yeah, right. And your role changes. And I've had to go through this dance this year because she's been 18 since January And yet, I know she's an adult. I know she can get in a car and drive wherever she wants to go. I know she can fly anywhere she wants to go. But she's still my kid. And she's still under my roof. And so, that's where I believe the empty nester syndrome really starts. It's that last year when they're home. It's after seeing on Instagram and Facebook all these people you know whose kids graduated a few years ago and you watched them post the grad pictures, their senior pictures, graduation parties, their homecoming, their senior prom, they get their yearbook. You were watching everybody from afar going through that, but now it's your turn. And gosh, there's a sadness to it. As as much as you're excited for your child, there's a sadness So I'm going to do periodic podcasts talking about what I'm going through as an empty nester. 
and it probably will be sprinkled throughout the year. It may be in micro podcasts more than likely. I probably won't do full podcasts on it like I am right now, but I'll probably start doing the new thing that's in the micro podcast or my blogs to talk about specifics. So if it's really something that you want to really zero in on as somebody who's going to be an empty nester or is an empty nester, those micro podcasts will be really great for you to tune into. And so I'm going to start out though here now in today's state with my journey of being an empty nester. Her graduation is about a month away. I'm one of the parents whose kids aren't going away this summer to college. She starts in the fall. But there's a lot of parents whose kids literally are going to graduate and two weeks later or even less are going to be sleeping their first night in their dorm room. I did that. And I remember how busy it was. And literally the transition from graduation to college was so fast. So I won't be going through that personally. I will have her home for summer and we're going to travel and do some things that I want to do before she starts school um, with her and with the family. And so if you are someone whose child is going to be doing summer session, then you should be getting on board really quick to start figuring out how you're going to cope with this new life, especially if it's your last, it's your baby going off to college like me. I mean, it's kind of hard to envision a house without kids. And I guarantee you, as I talk about this, there'll be a lump in my throat because I'm processing with you. And hopefully as I process, you'll connect with me and you'll feel with me and you'll understand with me. And hopefully we'll grow together and we'll get through this empty nester thing together. Or if you're going through a breakup, we'll get through that together or loss, which I've talked about frequently. We can get through this together. I talk often how I, I am a therapist, I'm a retired therapist, but my podcast is not just about me giving you my professional knowledge and my professional experience. What makes my podcast different is I share me with you. And I think that's important because we all connect. Things happen when we connect with people. So I hope that you do connect through my voice and through my words of wisdom and my sadness and things that I go through. And so as I am going to embark on this empty nester syndrome, because it's going to be a syndrome, no matter how much I plan and have things set, I've got to go through it. It's like the stages of grief. I've got to go through it and experience it to get to the other side. Now, You've probably all heard this, even if you're the kid and not the parent. It's our job as parents to let you fly. It's our job as parents to get our children to the point that they either go to college, or go to trade school, or have a profession, or create their own business. We have children to let them fly. But God... It's really hard when they put those wings on and they fly because we're left 
in the distance. We now become in the background of their lives. And that's a hard thing to absorb, knowing that you will be in the background of your children's lives. Hopefully, yes, they'll call you for wisdom. They'll text you for wisdom. They'll have struggles because they're newbies. They've just become adults and they're going to want, or I hope they're going to want, to have your words of wisdom. But that's where the dance comes in, right? Because I can't be that mom that she came home to every day because now she's an adult in college. So I have to find the balance of giving her that advice, but losing the control and giving the control to her. And so that's something that I've been doing this year to help transition myself, where I've been giving a lot of the control to her. Yes, I chime in when I need to. Yes, I say no when I need to. But I've really been on that journey of really starting to give the power to her. And when she comes to me, of course, you know I have that big, big smile on inside of me that she's coming to me and I love our talks. But even in those talks, I've stepped back a little bit to see if she can problem solve in our conversation without me giving as much of advice as I would have in the past. So I believe part of the empty nester, getting prepared for that, starts when they become a senior in high school. For you as a parent, it's time to start to identify that they're going to be an adult, they're going to be living on their own in a dorm. Of course, there's rules and restrictions and residence assistance, so they have supervision, but you're not their supervision anymore. And yes, you have Life360 and you'll be able to follow them. My parents didn't have that. I can only imagine when my parents drove away. My mom always says when they drove away, her words were, we left a package behind. And that's really powerful. Think about that. I mean, all these years later, it was 1985. And as they're driving away, and I went that summer session, so I literally graduated, had two weeks, and I was in the dorm and ready and going into college. And as they drive away, she says, I left a package behind. And I will feel that same way. And I'm sure those words will go through my head because that's what I will be doing, is leaving my biggest package behind. A big part of me and who I am. Being a parent takes up most of our existence when they're first born till the time they fly. And no matter what your work is, whether you are a stay-at-home mom whether you have a full-time job, a part-time job, night shift jobs, whatever it is, you're still a parent. Your day still revolves around their schedules and their homework and their drop-off at school and their pickup at school and taking them to sports or theater or singing lessons, whatever it is. By the time you put your head on the pillow, there's work and there's your kids. And your life revolves around all of that. 
So now you take that component away because now they've flown. Now they're getting up, they're getting to school, they're doing the things all on their own. And that's beautiful because that means goal accomplished. Your goal was accomplished. Whatever they do when they turn that tassel on their cap over means that you've done their job. If they've got a place to go to work, a school that they've gotten into, a trade school, they've got some place to go. They've got productivity in their future. You've done your job. Your goal is accomplished. So now what do you do after 18 years of this person or persons that your life has revolved around? What happens is a lot of soul searching and a feeling of loss and grief and a feeling of loss of self. And if you've ever talked to someone who's been an empty nester, they'll tell you that those beginning stages, those beginning months, there's a loss of who you are because who are you now? Your kids are not your ultimate responsibility. Your ultimate responsibility is first to yourself, then to your significant others and your home and your pets. But you heard that I said first to yourself because now's the time where you've done all that hard work. The late nights helping them with homework. All those parent-teacher conferences if your kid was struggling in school, if they had learning disabilities, whatever it might have been. All those games that you went to cheering them on when their team won and giving them a big hug when their team lost. All those things that you did aren't there anymore. Yeah, you get to go up for parents weekend if they're in college, that's exciting. They come home for the holidays, that's exciting. Where's the filler? What happens in between all that? You can't live for those moments because then you're not focusing on yourself. And so it's a time to reinvent. It's a time to reinvent you. You'll always be a mother, but your role of mom has now changed. Your role of dad has now changed. Now, I haven't talked much about the dad here, if you've noticed. And maybe that's a little bit selfish of me because I'm here talking about what I'm going through. But if you're a single dad and you have your child all the time, well, it's interchangeable, mom or dad. You're going through the same thing. And if you're not, if you're in a home where your child grew up with a mother and a father or two mothers or two fathers, one parent does more of the roles of running around and the other parent takes on those other roles of wisdom and, and being the disciplinarian and all that that entails. And so the par second parent has their own set of reinventing themselves, but their time wasn't as focused as much on the daily tasks of getting the child off to school, grades, etc. So whatever parent you are, and I, I'm going to say moms and I'm going to say me, 
But if you're that dad who does all of it, well, I'm talking to you too. Because then you understand what I'm saying. How everything besides work revolved around your children. And so there's the emptiness, the term empty nester. Your nest is your home and now it's empty. And so are you going to let yourself feel empty? Well, I know I'm not. I know that's not who I am. That's not who I want to be. I can't lie. There's a little bit of an excitement in it because I've already started plans. Now, my professional plans for this podcast, I have so many things that I want to do that I never started because I knew I couldn't follow through with all my other responsibilities. And that was okay because that's part of my parental responsibilities. But now I'm going to have all this time. So all these things that I wanted to do with my blog and my podcast and expanding and, and moving forward and going further with it and going bigger with it is right at my fingertips. So there's a little bit of excitement there. But by no means does that excitement push away the sadness and the emptiness that I'm already starting to feel because I've been transitioning her and myself this entire school year. And I think that's the greatest gift that you can give yourself is to start that transition early. I know we don't want to think about it. We want to live in the moment, yes. But for your own mental health, to begin that transition, that start of their senior year, really will be a benefit to you as the time gets closer. And you want to enjoy all of it. You don't want it to be full of sadness. Am I gonna cry at graduation? Hell yes. I mean, my daughter's actually playing a song on the guitar and singing because she goes to a very small school. Uh, the tissues will be in hand. But that doesn't mean I'm sad. It just, it is a feeling of letting go of that child, watching what she's become and excited for where she's going. And that's really how you have to look at it when you're going to become an empty nester. It's hard. It's sad. There will be depression. There will be feelings of loss. It's how we cope with it that really makes the difference. And so eventually when someone says, huh, you're an empty nester, you'll be like, hell yeah, I am, because your life will have changed, but for the better. I literally was sitting with someone at lunch yesterday who had no idea, I don't really talk with about my podcast when I'm out with people, it's something separate from my friendships and people that I talk to. and. One of them said, so what are you going to do? You're going to be an empty nester next year. And I said, ironically, that's what my podcast is about. So people from the outside are already looking at me and my friends who all have the kids who are graduating. They're already looking at us like you're going to be an empty nester. And they're giving their words of wisdom and what they went through. And everybody is unique and different in what they experience. But I'm already being looked at from the outside as your next step in life is, is an empty nester. And God, it's just really hard to swallow. 
like I said, no matter how the body's changing, I'm still 26 in my head. And so it's hard to believe that I have a 25-year-old and an 18-year-old. And that is, I guess, the beauty of part of who I am is that I always like to think young and be fresh and learning. And I feel that that's a great way to relate to my kids. So now I don't feel like I hear that word that I always thought when I was younger, that's old people, but I don't feel like an old person. So I'm not going to let empty nester be my label as being an old, sad, depressed person. I want to be a light for people in the future who I have do have friends who have another child. So when they become that empty nester, I'll be able to be not just that superficial person words of wisdom. I'll be able to give them some great concrete ways to help them cope because I've been through it. And so though you're going to be hearing me go through it, and you may be going through it, the benefit of our wisdom will be to help others in the future. So here's a quote, and it's a really good one. It says, it's by Amit Ray. A bird is safe in its nest, but that's not what its wings are made for. Think about that, right? We know our children are safe when they go out with their friends. And once they get home, it's like we take this big, 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 deep sigh of relief because we know they're home. We know they're safe. We know they're not in a car driving somewhere and all that that entails. And so if they're always safe in the nest, that's not what we had children for. We had children to teach and learn and help them grow so that they could put those wings on and fly someday. And I think it's a great way to start in your mind to think about as you're coming into this empty nester time of your life, what your real goal was in having children. What were your parents' real goals when they had you? Yes, it's the memories and the joy and the family and the milestones, but the ultimate goal is to make them a productive adult. So you can keep them safe in your arms, but if they're safe in your arms, they're not growing, they're not learning, they're not moving forward. We have to give them those wings to fly. And I think that's a great start when you are starting this journey of being an empty nester is to constantly tell yourself that this is what you were meant to do and your job is accomplished if they were able to move on and fly from the nest. Now, here's a quote by Emma Bombeck. And I'm actually going to um, put this like on my saver screen of my phone and I'm going to put it on little post-its and put it around the house as I'm going through this process. Hence, coping skill. This is my first coping skill that I'm sharing with you that I'm going to be doing. Because I think it's a great way, this quote by Emma Bombeck, to kind of um, wrap your brain around what your new role is in life. When mothers talk about the depression of the empty nest, they're not mourning the passing of all those wet towels on the floor or the music that numbs their teeth or even the bottle of capless shampoo dribbling down the drain. 
They've gone from supervisor of child's life to spectator. It's like being the vice president of the United States. I love it. I'm no longer going to be the president of her life. I'm going to now be the vice president and she's going to take the role of president. It's so powerful. I mean, I'm smiling. I'm not even sad with a lump in my throat because it makes me happy for her that she's going to be the president of her own life. And now I'll be vice president. And when we see in politics, the role of president and vice president, well, it's a whole different role, right, in life. And they have more time to do other things. And that's where I'm going, to do other new and exciting things in my, my life. There's a book that I'm going to read, and the author is Melissa T. Schultz. And it says, From Mom to Me Again. How I Survived My First Empty Nest Year and Reinvented the Rest of My Life. Yes, like I said earlier, you're going to reinvent yourself. I'm going to reinvent me. I'm going to learn how to be a mom, being that mom to me again. And so that 26-year-old who's in my head and the way I feel, well, more of her is going to come out because I'm going to be able to do more of those things that I did do younger. Maybe a little different because my body's changed and things have changed and, you know, we have financial limitations and everything. But I'm going to do things that I haven't been able to do. Now, I love to travel and my husband and I have talked about we're going to have the freedom to not only just travel in the summer when it's hot, we can go different times of year and experience places in different times of the year. We don't have those restrictions of when school's on and when school's off anymore. So that's exciting. So we've talked as a couple and things that we want to do in the future and places we might want to live. And so that's been our process of starting. How is our relationship going to change as a husband and wife? And our dynamics will change without having our child at home and our other child who lives somewhere else now. And so our roles will change with each other and our relationship will change. So that's also important when you're starting with this empty nest syndrome is if you do have a significant other, it's time to process with them also, how will your home change, your life change? Maybe you wanna downsize your home because they're only going to be visitors when they come, so they just need a room to plop themselves and their stuff. And so there's also that conversation that needs to be had when you're starting with this empty nester lifestyle. Now, like I said, they're going to come home. You're going to look forward, like I do with my older one, to Thanksgiving and winter break and their spring breaks. And you're going to look forward to that if they happen to be home in the summer. And so those will be things you'll look forward to in between becoming the new you and feeling less of an empty nester and more like the new you. But here's another quote. And this quote is, again, by Emma Bombeck. If the nest is truly empty, who owns all this junk, right? So they're going off to college or trade school or they are got a job somewhere and they've left, but they still come home, right, for the holidays and the summer. And all their junk is still in their room. You could just walk in there when you're really missing them and you can just go sit on their bed and you could close your eyes and remember what it's like for them to be home all the time. 
So it's not a complete empty nest. You will have their space for them. They will come home to it. Those will be times you look forward to. I go through that now with my older one. So that part I'm talking about from my own personal advice. And so you'll have that. Now, what I really want you to do here is if you really have been in denial and now you're upon your kid's graduation, that's okay that you didn't do the legwork up until now because I get it. You don't want to think about it. It's really all-consuming and it is quite overwhelming. It's, it's not a joke. It's a serious life change. And so that's okay, but I want you to start to think about how are you going to cope? Especially if your kids are about to go off in the summertime. How are you going to cope? Start. It may just be basic things. Basic things that you are going to do during your day. Because if you don't, you're going to find your days very empty. And then you're going to ruminate in your thoughts. And you're going to feel more sad. And you're going to miss them more. And I got news for you. They may not call you every day. They may not text you every day. Though I've told my daughter, I'd like at least a text a day just to know things are okay. And so you're going to have to get used to that contact, not always being with them. So if you don't have a plan, and that's not just for the people who may have been stay-at-home moms or working from home, but those of you who go out and work also, you're going to come home and the kid's not going to be there anymore. So what do you do with yourself during that time? It takes practice. It takes planning. You can't just wing it is what I'm trying to say. Don't do that to yourself. You will find yourself really hurting, really feeling lost, and not knowing what to do with yourself. So start, like for me, I talked about all the things with my podcast, but I've also, and I've talked about my relationship and my home and how that will change. And my next steps are planning what I will do for me during the day. My day will be very empty. So what do I do? And that's where my coping skills come in and my planning. And it may be that you need to make a schedule in the beginning because otherwise you may not follow through. And though it may seem very rudimentary to have a schedule for yourself, maybe putting a timer, have you meditated today? Have you taken that walk today? Have you made plans with anyone today? Have you, you know, set the goals that you've accomplished that you've wanted to do this week? Set those things on your smartphone. Your smartphone can be your enemy and it can be your best friend. And here I want it to be your best friend by utilizing it to reinforce those goals that you've set for yourself. It's kind of like having your own little personal therapist when you've set a time and your phone buzzes and you realize, oh, I was going to go take a walk today and I haven't done it yet. Time to go take that walk. It's that little subtle reminder. It holds you accountable. Yes, it's, it's a smartphone. But by doing that, it's holding you accountable because we don't have our children to hold us accountable with their schedules and their needs anymore. So we have to hold ourselves accountable to find and fill that space up with positive, healthy things in our life. I think one of the best tips that I can give you right now is to be more social. Being with people 
maybe people that are also empty nesters now or just friends is a great distraction. No matter what you're doing or talking with your friends, there's always laughter and there's always fun time. And sometimes it's just for support. But I want you to start with that step is to be more social and to incorporate being more social into your life. So if you've worked all day and you normally come home to your kids, well, now you're going to make plans to meet a friend for drinks or coffee or an early dinner. Not every night, because you've got to do other things to nurture yourself. But it'll be a great way to start to ease in and dealing with that emptiness when you come home from work. Or that you do your normal things, you're, you work from home, or you're a stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home dad, work from home. And when your kids come home, you're busy. Well, now you're not going to have that. So make plans with your significant other, but not just your significant other, with your friends. Make plans with them. I just recently planned a trip with some friends. We're going to BravoCon um, in November because I can, because I don't have those responsibilities anymore. So you can see how I'm starting to transition myself with this empty nester syndrome that will be inevitable that i will cry that i will be sad that i will feel empty but i'm starting to put together a plan that suits me your plan has to be individual for you and so one of the first things i would like you to do is to hold yourself accountable by scheduling things on your smartphone putting reminders putting an alarm each day so that you are accomplishing those things that you set forth for yourself to help you through those emptiness feelings. And then the second is to be more social. Be more social. Set plans when you know that you would have normally been doing things for your kids. Set plans to meet people and do things. Maybe it's going to a movie on a Friday night or after work or whatever with a friend. So start to incorporate that. And you know I talk about all those other coping skills that you should already be doing. Maybe it's elaborating on them. Maybe it's finding new things to do. Maybe it's something you've always wanted. I've always wanted to write a book. I've used the excuse that I'm busy with my kids. I know part of it is being scared and stepping out of my comfort zone and, and feeling like an imposter and how can I write a book and... You know, do I even have the ability? But guess what? I know I do deep down inside. It's just getting past that barrier. And I don't have my kids to use that as an excuse anymore. So maybe that's something that I can kind of take baby steps and move forward with because I do have the time. And so it's also about, also about fulfilling your needs and your dreams, things that you put on hold in life because you had children. Now it's time to live them. Now it's time to not use the excuses. Maybe you should hold me to that about the book. But think about those things that you've always wanted to do. Plan the basic coping mechanisms for each day. Have those set into place. But also look on a grander scale of things that you've always wanted to do. Maybe it's just going back to work in the office. Maybe it's changing professions. Maybe it's going back to school so that you can do a new profession. This is your time. 
And I'm telling that to myself as I go through this empty nester time. This is my time. This is my me time. This is taking care of what I want. Not just the needs of my family, but what I want in my life. I get to focus. The magnifying glass gets to be on me now. And yes, is that egocentric and self-centric? Absolutely. But guess what? I put the work in. I put 25 years, because that's the, the oldest of my oldest child. I've put 25 years into my life, into raising children. And now I get to be selfish. And I get to focus on me. That's kind of cool. It actually is really cool. So let's take this empty nester journey together. Or if you're going through a breakup or a loss, all the coping skills and all the feelings that we're going through, you can also relate to. And so I will be notifying you when I do these micro podcasts about being an empty nester. It may be because I'm feeling sad one day or because I found a great coping skill or because I was struggling. How did I cope? And so that's how I'm going to utilize those micro podcasts. So take the journey with me. It'll be hard. It won't be easy. But I'm excited for what the future may hold. Last quote of the day. By a gnome. A mother's job is to teach her children not to need her anymore. The hardest part of that job is accepting success. Accept the success that your children don't need you anymore. You did your job. You were a good mom and you were a good dad. and You did your job. And now it's time for you. Thank you for joining me for episode number 107, Empty Nester Syndrome. Remember, positive thoughts always create positive energy. Go out and explore all those wide open spaces in your world, especially now if you're an empty nester. And until next week, my friends, ciao.